Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Endeavor podcast and video show. I'm your host, Jason Breikoff. With me once again is Dr. Wanda Montanez. Hey, Doc. How you doing? What's up? I'm doing okay. How are you, Jason? I'm doing all right. So thank you, Wanda, for coming back for another episode. Of course. I always love having you on. Uh, for those listening at home who may not have heard uh, Wanda's previous episodes, uh, Wanda is a college counselor and former college admissions officer and an overall expert in the college admissions process, which is why I love having her on because I get to talk about college admissions and ask questions uh, about topics uh, about which I don't know a lot and sometimes talk about stuff that I do know a lot about and I know quite a bit about our topic today so I'm very excited. Today we're talking about the community college advantage. So Wanda, what does that mean? What is, in your opinion, the community college advantage? Well, I think when we talk about college, I think oftentimes the um, the image that's created is the traditional pathway of going to a four-year college university graduating and life is great um, but I think that what's missing in the conversation um, that could really be super beneficial for um, a large population of the kids that we work with is this notion of starting at a community college um, and starting your academic pathway there and then either transferring to a four-year college or not um, and just being able to think of success in a different way. So for folks listening at home who might not be familiar, what is a community college? What is it? So a community college is essentially um, a college where a student can earn either a certificate um, or an associate's degree um, within usually two years or less. So community colleges, um, in my experience, uh, are full colleges, but they're not necessarily the same as the traditional ivy wall-covered four-year school. They're often found in uh, urban environments, uh, but not always. Sometimes in suburban environments in an area that is underserved, uh, underserved population. And basically, they're, a, they're sometimes known as two-year schools. Uh, where I grew up in New Jersey, they're called county colleges because they're sponsored by each individual county as opposed to a community of towns. They're state schools, just like UMass, U Michigan, Rutgers, Penn State. So they're public colleges, uh, but they don't give out bachelor's degrees, that four-year degree, and they certainly don't give out uh, advanced degrees like master's or PhDs. They do give out, as Wanda just said, certificates or associate's degrees. Uh, and that's usually enough to get you started on the path. So what would be a good situation for a student to choose to attend a community college? I think that there are different situations that um, a community college pathway would be a good option for a student. Um, I think one is for sure just the overall cost of a traditional four-year college pathway. Um, oftentimes a community college will cost significantly less than a traditional four-year college. Um, and for many students, even students who are, you know, financially well off, there's the thought of giving any institution $50,000 a year seems um, like something they don't want to do. Um, 
so for sure, the the cost of a community college versus that of a traditional four year is something that is beneficial to students. I also think that um, the notion of particular career education programs that are offered at a community college are often not found um, at a traditional four-year college or university. So for example, um, if a student was interested in being a vet tech um, or if the student was interested in um, being a dental hygienist, usually the two-year colleges are really where um, the bulk of that education takes place versus a four-year college. Um, And then I think the other piece is this notion of just accessibility um, to our earlier points earlier is that a community college is literally um, available to any student regardless of age, sex, gender, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think that's also another reason why um, students choose to go to a, a two-year college is because of this notion of accessibility. I can take night classes if I wanted to, and I could work full-time. Um, you can also do that at a traditional four-year college, but it's probably going to be a little bit more complicated. Right. I know, I know what you mean. And to go back to what you were saying before, uh, the cost difference is significant. Uh, as you mentioned, the average four-year university these days costs around $50,000 a year, whether you're talking about the Harvards and Yales of the world in the Ivy Leagues, other top-tier colleges like Georgetown, University of Chicago, Brandeis, Stanford, through state schools, even state schools uh, that have lowered tuition for in-state students will often make up that lower tuition through increased fees, room, board, so that the college experience is twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, where a community college may cost one, two, three thousand dollars a year, uh, because you're paying by the class, uh, and you can spread it out more than the two years. You can take classes over the summer to spread out the cost, and the cost would be a lot less. Another thing that you were saying was about the programs. You mentioned a dental hygienist, vet tech. A lot of those programs are community colleges, and I know the local ones to where we are here in Massachusetts, those are very common and popular programs, but also a lot of programs for uh, careers where people don't think of college as part of that path, firefighter, police officer, things of that nature where students will take criminal justice classes if they're going to be a police officer uh, instead of going to the traditional police academy where students will take uh, the the classes in the science of firefighting to get a a certificate to be a firefighter. Um, Things of that nature or or folks who are already working out in the world working in retail and they want to go for a job as a manager at the uh, clothing store or Starbucks where they're working might take uh, business classes at a local community college to get some credits, some college level credits to help them get that job or get that promotion. So there's a lot of opportunities in terms of the programs uh, and then that leads into what you were saying about accessibility with, you know, if you're just looking for one or two classes where you're not necessarily looking for a degree, uh, you can't do that at a traditional four-year university or college. Uh, you can't go to Wellesley or Bryn Mawr or, you know, Occidental College and take a class. It's just, you have to be accepted into the university. There's an entire application process, and most community colleges have both rolling admission and open admission. Uh, And can you explain what those concepts are to folks at home? Um, 
who might not be aware of those those concepts. Rolling admissions and what was the other one? The open admissions. And open admissions, yeah, yeah. sure. So um, community colleges tend to have um, an open admissions and a rolling admissions policy where, so the difference is, I guess, with regards to meeting deadlines. So open admissions basically means that if a student applies to a community college, a community college, they will be accepted. Um, it essentially means that every student who applies um, will be accepted, and then the, dif- the differentiation really happens in the choosing of the classes. So, for example, if a student is, um, you know, pretty well versed in English, then they would take the English test and probably place at a higher level class than someone who is, say, English is their second language. Um, so that would be an open enrollment. And then the other one would was rolling. rolling um, Admissions and this actually rolling admissions also happens at four-year colleges where um, students can essentially apply literally up until the first day of classes um, and get a decision and then start rather immediately. Right, and the thing about rolling admissions is although community colleges are well known for that, in other words, you could sign up at any time and just start classes at the beginning of a semester, and this is in juxtaposition to uh, competitive. Uh, four-year colleges where there's an application deadline, there's that whole process of getting that skinnier fat envelope, that, you know, that uh, myth, as it were, and then, you know, matriculating and starting uh, with orientation that that late summer and the school year starts in the fall, that that college experience, that's the the mythical college experience. Uh, When I was applying to graduate school for my MED, even though it was a, a competitive admissions process, it was still considered rolling in that mm-hmm. they didn't have a deadline. That right. if you were uh, qualified, they would accept you up until the last second because they were trying to fill out their cohort Correct. for their graduate class. So many schools, even prestigious competitive schools, have rolling admission. It's not unique to community colleges, although community colleges uh, only have rolling admissions as opposed to competitive admissions. Right, absolutely. So um, one thing I want to talk about is the... Uh, the, the, the using community colleges as a launching pad to the four-year college experience. I have a lot of experience with that as a uh, as an instructor and staff member. I worked at a community college. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before, but I worked at a place called North Shore Community College uh, for two years. Uh, it's got campuses in Lynn, Massachusetts, Danvers, Massachusetts, and uh, a satellite campus in Beverly, Massachusetts. Uh, I loved my time there. Uh, uh, it was a good job and a, a great experience. Um, and one of the things that I experienced there as an instructor and as uh, a staff member in the student life department was I had a lot of students who uh, went to community college either because they weren't quite sure what they wanted to do yet or knew what they wanted to do but knew they couldn't afford four years of a four-year college, came to North Shore for two or three years, and then transferred to the four-year university of their choice. Uh, Is that something that you see a lot happening with students? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the common um, things about community colleges that people are not aware of is that many, if not all, community colleges have um, articulation agreements with Um, area colleges and universities for either particular programs or simply just in general. Um, Meaning that if a student enters a community college and they complete either a required course of 
um, classes or if they complete um, a full associate's degree, that there's an easy an easier in to a traditional four-year college if the community college and that particular college have an articulation agreement, which basically says, um, which basically says the four-year college is making a commitment to accepting any of the two-year college students as long as they complete certain criteria or certain certain credits or something like that. So, for example. Um, nursing is a very popular major and we have um, a local community college here that has an articulation agreement with one of our um, state colleges and so what happens is that a lot of times our students are not accepted into the four-year track program um, at the state university because it's super competitive so then students choose the two-year track because they know that the articulation agreement exists and then it gives them an in into the college and university after completing, again, a set number of credits. Right. I've had the experience with students with whom I worked who went to community college for two years and basically took the general requirements. They took that basic freshman writing class. They took a basic math class, a basic science class, a few a basic history class. Uh, and got that out of the way so that when they applied to the major university of their choice, one example I can think of is a student of mine who attended North Shore, took classes that I, um, that I offered. I had a class that I taught on uh, intro to theater, and that was a creative arts requirement. So the student took that class with the others. He finished his two years and applied to Alfred University in upstate New York. And when he was accepted to Alfred, he basically had his requirement classes, the core requirement classes, out of the way. And he could focus on his major for those two plus years where he was a student at Alfred, really get the most out of the school and save a lot of money on what would have been basic classes that he, as we could see, could take anywhere. Uh, you know, freshman writing classes, freshman writing class, right. and getting it done at the local school where he could live at home, commute to school pay a fraction of the cost, have a job and save up some money so when he goes to a school that's in a more rural environment and there are fewer job opportunities, he doesn't have to worry about you know scraping by and getting a job at McDonald's. So I think that was a good choice for that student uh, and uh, he went on to a successful career in his topic of choice. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to point out as you, as you were talking is um, one thing I wanted to mention is if a student is eligible for financial aid, that financial aid is also something that they can use at a local community college. And oftentimes the state and federal financial aid that a student will um, qualify for um, essentially pays for the full cost of a semester or even a year at a community college. So when you talk about the, the savings associated with a two-year college versus a traditional four-year college, there's definitely um, some savings that students can take part in. Um, in Massachusetts, the notion of starting at a two-year and transferring is something that the state is very much um, supportive of. There's a two plus two program where students can begin at a two-year college or, you know, I mean, yeah, a two-year community college. Um, and if they graduate with a certain um, GPA, they're able to attend their last two years at a state college or university for free or low cost. I, I can't really remember which one it is, but um, there are significant savings in a student completing a four-year degree if they choose the two plus two option versus the traditional four-year college option from jump. 
I think community college can be a great option for a lot of students. I mean, if you get accepted to Stanford University and they offer you a free ride, there's no reason not to go. Go ahead. That's great. Have that four-year college experience. But for a lot of students, that may not be an option. You might have come out of college, you know, pardon me, out of high school, you know, like I did with a GPA that probably didn't live up to your potential for various reasons. I mean, I've mentioned on the podcast before that I had a really rough freshman year due to family illness. My dad had a massive heart attack my freshman year, and I spent a lot of time the first half of the year in the hospital with him. My grades really suffered because of that. And, you know, him in the hospital as the, as the, you know, the old school traditional breadwinner, you know, changed our lifestyle for a while before he recovered. And that really had a huge impact on my academic performance freshman year. And that hurt my GPA. So I came out of undergrad, probably out of high school, going into undergrad, probably with a GPA lower than I might otherwise have had. A lot of students have that situation. And using that freshman year at a low cost local state school or community college to to really pump up those grades and use that as a a tool for uh, transferring to the four-year college of your choice, that might be a great option for a lot of students. Yeah, absolutely. And other students may not know what they want to do and want to take some time to get those requirements out of the way before deciding where they want to go. Other students might want to use a program like we talked about, like Wanda talked about with the nursing program to build up their their experience and their reputation and, and you know, transfer to a school that has a relationship with the community college. So there's a lot of options there. And I think that's, uh, community colleges get a bad rap, in my opinion. There are some public figures who've spoken down about them. Uh, I've heard people dismiss them as nothing more than 13th grade. Mm-hmm. And I, having worked at one and having worked with a lot of students who attend community colleges, I feel that's a bad rap. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to focus on that in this episode. Uh, Any other final thoughts on community colleges before we wrap up today, Wanda? I don't think so. All right, then. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate having you on, uh, especially on a topic that I feel so passionate about. Uh, If you've liked this episode of the podcast, please uh, share us, like us, or rate us in whatever podcast uh, listening app you use. Uh, you can also leave a comment on iTunes and especially uh, on our Twitter page at EndeavorPod. If you're watching the video show, I hope you enjoy the amazing graphics that uh, our team came up with because uh, we recorded this as an audio podcast. And uh, please leave a comment, uh, like us, or share us on YouTube. And uh, if you have any questions, again, hit that Twitter feed at EndeavorPod. I'm happy to answer any questions. Uh, in the meanwhile, though, let's all keep learning. <laughs>